Precious Father, most gracious and heavenly one, most holy, most high, come before you as humbly as I know how this morning, Father, in spite of me, remove me out of the way, place yourself within me as I bring forth this word to your people. Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, saving our souls, Father God, taking us through the traps of this world, Father, and I just want to raise and lift my hand to you this morning, and thank you. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. Luke twenty-one twenty-five. Our title today is Trapped in a Place Called Earth. How many of y'all ever felt trapped? Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all. Talk to me. I know it's more than me and Marcelette. Brother Norris has felt trapped before in this earth. Now, you can't fool God's spirit. You can't even fool me on that one. At least alone, God. So ain't no need you sitting there like you ain't never felt trapped. Because most likely you feel trapped right now. And I know the words say whom the sun sets free is free indeed, but let me tell you something, that's a process. <laughs> that, that's not automatic, regardless of what they preach to you. That ain't automatic, is it, sis? Right when you think you freed the most, that's when you, you see just how trapped you really are. So we're going to deal with being trapped this place called Earth today. I'm still eating on last week. I don't want to hit you too hard today. Luke 21, verse 25 says, mm-hmm. And there shall be signs in the sun. Get them bones, get them bones. Don't make me get you now. But I would tear you apart. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves. Verse 26 says, men's heart failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. See, there's going to be signs. Signs are unusual occurrences taking place, things out of the abnormal, mm-hmm. trapped in a place called earth. Because of man, let me tell you something. This world, listen to me good, this world is on a course that's out of the reach of man to do anything about it. He created it, but now it's out of his hands. 
see. And because of what man has created, the course of this world, we've become trapped. Every day, all day, and all night, is the same fear-mongering tactics. They got two or three major things that they talk about. This old stupid man-made virus, which ain't nothing mostly but a hoax. They're doing something else to you and trying to get you to do something to yourself that you ought not be doing. And anybody with good sense ought to know by now that whatever you shooting up in yourself ain't working. Because it's still here and you're still getting it over and over and over. So that's one lie. That's one fear t- trapped. We're trapped with fear. Mm-hmm. They use that. Mm-hmm. Cause you to do the thing that you normally wouldn't do to yourself. They use fear to do it. And then they confuse you with all these different signals and messages that they bring to you on a daily basis. See, if you sit there and you listen to that garbage, eventually it'll talk you into doing what they want you to do. And you'll forget about what God said, that none of these plagues will come upon you. See, that won't even be in your mind. Because you done sat there and you done listened to all that old rhetoric. And like the apostle said last week, you know, it ain't false prophets, just ain't from the pulpit. They from any place that's got a voice. Government, media, all of that. They're shooting out lies to you. And the bad thing about it is Christians are falling for it. Oh, take the shot. Oh, now you got to do the booster. Now you got to do another booster. Yeah, but you're still getting this thing. Now you got to do another booster. What are they really doing? They're setting you up with their cocktail. And they're using fear. And they got you trapped in a place called fear to cause you to do what you normally wouldn't do. And then, because of man and the course of this world that he's presented, he's created because of sin, what happens is, is that now we're trapped by nature. Oh, yes, you are. If you don't believe you're trapped by nature, check out some of these ice storms. Check out where that 200-mile tornado just tore through a few weeks ago. You don't think them people felt trapped? We don't know when it's going to hit us. We see it hitting all around. So nature has got us trapped. The tornadoes have got us trapped. The hurricanes have got us trapped. Inflation has got us trapped. 
Poverty has got us trapped. The rich get richer, the poor get poor, and those that did have some don't have what they used to have. Trapped in a place called earth. Am I making sense up in here this morning? Trapped. So we got all these things against us. We got earth going against us. Because nature don't like what man is doing. We were coming down the road this morning, a deer kill. Well, they done, see, they're clearing out all the land, taking away the good atmosphere. And that's another thing. We're trapped in the atmosphere, too, because the air we breathe is polluted. The medicine we take is polluted, trapped. The food we eat is polluted, trapped in a place called earth. We're trapped. That's what we are. And you can preach religion all you want to, but the reality of this right now is that we're trapped. Ain't no need in lying to you. Absolutely. If we're going to preach, we've got to preach the truth. We can't be preaching lies up in here. See, yeah, who the Son set free is free indeed. That ain't happened yet. That's a process. Just because you get saved don't mean you ain't still trapped. You got all kind of ites, as they call them, inside of you. Hittites, Amorites, termites, and every other kind. Eating away at us from the inside out. Trapped. Trapped in our own self. Trapped in our own insanity. Trapped. See, we don't have time to play. Not from here. You see now, there's going to be signs. Unusual occurrences. Everything is unusual in this day and age because we're in a new dimension in life. See, the universe is always moving, and we're moving with it through time called eternity. And although it looks like we're in the same place, we are not, because God did not design it to stand still. And as it moves, it moves into the dimension of his word for that particular time. And we've moved into a dimension in this life whereby everything seems to be against us. But there is hope. See, I always, I got to hit you with the, with, with, with the, what we're going through before I can give you the hope that we need to have in order to make it through. <laughs> See what I'm saying? See, a lot of them like to bring you the hope, but they don't want to give you the other. No, you got to have a bullet and the gun. And then you got to be willing to pull a trigger. I'm willing 
to pull the trigger. I always have been and I always will be. I have no problem pulling the trigger on the truth. See, there are going to be signs, unusual occurrences. Mm. Let's see what he's talking about. It says it's going to be signs in the sun. Go to Revelation 16, 8. Revelation 16, 8. Hope they got it up there for me now. Yes, they do. They must not have got it straight. Anyway, Revelation 16, 8. Revelation 16, 8. Let's take a look at it. Unusual occurrences. The Bible says, and the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the what? Didn't it say it's going to be unnatural occurrences, signs in the sun? Mm -hmm. Look what it's going to do. It's going to pour out its vial upon the sun. And the power was given unto him to do what? Scorch men with fire. Do you not know that our protective layer on this earth is depleted because of the carbons and all of that crazy stuff that man has done to make money destroy the earth, and now the sun's retaliating. It's getting hotter and hotter with ultraviolet rays every year. Am I lying about it? Droughts all over the place. Uh-huh. Then he says it's going to be signs, unusual occurrences where? In the moon. moon controls the water. Look at all the flooding that's going on. Look at it now. Well, let's go to the scripture. Let's see what the scripture got to say about it. Revelation 6, 12. Hit me with it. Revelation 6, 12 tells us, can I get it? And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth hair, and the moon, daddy, Became his blood. Mm-hmm. Became his blood. Unusual. Blood moons. Causes tides and everything to act out of whack. And what we've got going on is that, you know, because of sin, because of the, the course of this world, only God can rectify this. We can it's out of our reach. People, let me tell you something. We've gone too far. We're at a point of no return. So it don't make no difference what they tell you. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to it. Listen to the word. Stop being a lab rat. Will you stop doing that? Come on, people. Good God. Jesus Christ. Lab rats. And the stars. Revelation 6.13. I'm not going to even be with you long. I'm just going to hit you and go. Revelation 6.13. 
See, from where I stand, this thing is so serious until, you know, you sometimes see me walking around, Mike, you might think, man, something wrong with him. Yeah, something wrong with me. I got a lot on my mind consistently and constantly. And you would too if you were in my shoes. And the stars of heaven, look at that, stars. I see them all the time falling. Now, let me tell you something about them stars. Them stars ain't always rocks. Sometimes those are visitors. See, that's, that, that's too far beyond religion. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree cast her untimely fear when she is shaken by or shaken of a mighty wind. Mm-hmm. So earth is getting us. We are getting ourselves. The heavens are after us. Trap. We could be hit any day by something out there. It's only God's grace. Stuff flying out through there all the time. All over the place. And they've been known to hit. And Revelation said they're going to hit again. You think they're going to tell you when it's going to hit? No. No, they're not going to tell you. They didn't tell you to the last minute when the economy collapsed in 2008. When they got ready to change presidents and they said, oh, Lord, the whole world economy. You see, well, see, all that came back. I told them a long time ago. I said, now, when the World Trade Centers was hit, it's like a train wreck. It don't stop all at once. But all you got, to, it said World Trade Center. When you hit the World Trade Center, you hit everything. And it takes a while, but it came to fruition. See, we look for everything just like that. No. Everything has a process. God used six days. We don't know how long them days were to make the heavens and the earth, right? Uh Uh-huh. Microwave. Luke 21. Let's go there. Luke 21, verse 26 and 34. It talks about how men's hearts, verse 26, are going to be failing them for fear. Mm-hmm. See, that's what's happening now. They're using fear tactics to bring in fear to get you to do what they want you to do. And they come, keep on slipping stuff in and slipping stuff in and slipping stuff in. And if we aren't careful, we're going to be foolish enough to bite it. And you know what happens when a fish bite a worm with a hook on it. You already know what happens. And their hearts are going to be failing them because of the things that's going on and coming upon the earth. And the powers of heaven knows (laughs) sun, moon, stars, all of them is going to be affecting everything that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Going down to verse 34, it says, watch this. Luke 21, 
34. Watch what it says. And take heed, not to your fellow brother, but to who? All right, now. Look at yourself. See, we, we, we do too much looking at other folk, not enough at ourselves. Take heed to yourself, least at any time your heart be overcharged with surfing. Surfing is when you when you when you out there. It's the after effects of being drunk. You know the after effects of it, or getting too high brings in after effects. Say, take heed to yourself that you don't be overcharged. You know, we're, don't get too deep into that. that you, you forget what's going on. And it says now, take heed to yourself, at least at any time, your hearts be overcharged with serpentine and drunkenness. Mm-hmm. Push that in there. And the cares of this life, that's a big one for a lot of folk. Got you right there. Cares of this world. Choke the word. Deceitfulness of riches. Other things entering in. You know, it choked the word, caused it to be unfruitful. Cares of this life. And so that day come upon you on a way. See, the purpose of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ is to pull you up. That's why they call it a pulpit. It's to pull you up where you will stay aware, even when you're crazy. Even when you're drunk, even when you're surfing after a drunk, whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter the cares of this world. It's all sin. And the Bible says, John the Baptist said, Behold, the Son of God, who take, or the Lamb of God, who taketh away the S-I-N of the world. S ain't on that. Ain't but one sin, transgression. Just one. Now, in that one, adds all this other stuff. Don't make no difference what it is. If it's against God, then it's sin. You can't get around that. Ain't no one sin bigger than the other sin. We want a habit of looking at somebody else's sin as if ours. Yeah. No. What about yours? Does it matter whether you get shot in the head with a 22 or a 38 or a 50 cal? More than likely, you still going down. And that 22 probably will mess you up where you wish you had been shot with a 50 cal and just got it over with because that old 22 would just mess you up. And what I'm trying to say is that little scene will kill you just as quick as the one you put a measure on, on somebody else. Amen? Amen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, let's just get it right. Ain't nobody in here without sin. I don't want to be around church folk who think that they ain't got no sin in them. See, I've been around them kind of people. They make the worst kind. They make the worst kind. I don't want to be around you because you out of your mind. And if I'm crazy, I don't need to be around crazy folk. At least I know I'm crazy. Well, 
well, I ain't crazy. Well, you crazier than any of us. Because <laughs> you don't think you're crazy. Everybody in here do crazy stuff. Everybody in here think crazy stuff. Everybody in here is crazy. Whether you like it or not, it don't make no difference. All you got to do is go inside yourself and think about it. And then you'll see how crazy, am I right about it? And we got to be able to laugh at ourselves because Jesus is our only hope. Ain't no need of me up in here if we can't laugh about this calamity that we've created as man. We got the poor animals where they don't even have no place to go. Now they visiting us. They retaliate. You see, trapped. <laughs> trapped. Let's go to Isaiah 45, 7. Because this is something that everybody needs to see. I'm about done. Just something everybody needs to see. Amen. Put that up there for me. It's up there. Look at it. This is God speaking. This is God speaking. I form the light. I don't want y'all to be reading out no more watered down versions. No, no, no. Look at the real version. Or closer to the real anyway. I form the light. I see no more other Bibles. They'll tell a lie. That's why they don't call them holy Bibles no more. They call them just Bibles. And I create darkness. Ain't that what he said? I make peace. And look at that. And I create evil. Good God Almighty. He said, I the Lord do what? All these things. That is. That is. Now who gonna argue with it? Who gonna argue with God? You say, I'm the one doing all this. And I got a reason for doing it. Because I'm gonna bring this thing to a point. And when I bring it to a point, I'm gonna get rid of that which is not needed. And I'm gonna bring in only that which is needed. This same as this church. If God don't plant you, you won't stay. But if God plants you and you leave, you're in trouble. Many of them have done it. They ain't doing so well. They went a whoring after other gods. Yeah. That's what they did. They went whoring after other gods. It's in the book. It is. It's in the book. Uh-huh. Oh, he talked bad about Judah. We us. He talked bad about her. Say she ain't nothing but like a whore, he called. On a hill with her backside showing everybody. Yeah, that's God talking. And if he said it, then I'm going to say it. And I'm going to say it just like it is. Because we're in a time. See, when death comes, you can't talk to death. (laughs) Ain't no discharge at that war. It is what it is at the appointed time. It's going to happen. So ain't no need you being scared there. 
Try not to be anyway. Ephesians. Last scriptures. Ephesians 2, verse 12 through 16. Ephesians 2, verses 12. Verses 12 through 16. Are we there? Look at here. That at that time we were without Christ. This is before we were saved, okay? We were being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenant of promises, having, good God Almighty, and without God, well, now you think about it. If we're trapped, in the world with God, what do you think it's like for those who don't know God? No, think about it. To have no hope, nothing to look forward to. See, we got eternity to look forward to. We have something to look forward to. But a man without God don't have nothing else to look forward to except being trapped. In a place called earth. That's all you got. After that, nothing. Nothing. In the world, without God. Alienated from the promises and the commonwealth of Israel. All that God has for us, they don't have. Let me tell you something. I don't care what people say. It's up to God, the Bible says, whether a man stand or whether a man fall. And when I look at the Bible and see the kind of men that God used, deceitful devils to carry his word, Murderers, killers, adulterers, he, he, that, that's what he uses. And then he used a man like me, which I've done a lot of them things in my past life. And I still screw up, but he still uses me. But that's his business, that ain't your business. <laughs> you, you, who, who you saying? Who you say? I want to know who you say to try to tell God who he can use and who he can't use. If you knew the Bible, you would know that God used the worst of men to do it. Moses, a murderer. David, peeping Tom, murderer. Kill a man for his wife, adulterer. By law, he's supposed to be dead. But grace. But grace. See, grace is in the Old Testament, too. Mm-hmm. See, Noah found grace in God's eyes. Abraham found, a whole bunch of folk found grace in God. See, see, just because Jesus came on the scene don't mean that God still wasn't God. God is God. He do what he want to do, when he want to do it, how he want to do it. He saved people in the old, he saved people in the new. He does what he want to do. He used who he want to use. 
So don't ever try to tell God what he can do, who he can use. You know, because some churches, they do that. Try to tell the preacher what to preach. Well, if you're going to tell the preacher what to preach, then how are you going to ever give God time enough to tell him anything to tell you? You just push God out of the way. In the world without God, mm, at least we got him. <laughs> at least we got him. Verse 13 says, But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made close. That word nigh means close. By the blood of Christ. Thank you for the blood. For he is our peace. Who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. And here's what I like right here. This is, this is what Apostle Adam was talking last week about. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, Contained in ordinances. I'm going to explain that to you because a lot of people get that all screwed up. For to make himself of twain one new man, so making peace. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereof or thereby. Alright, let's go back up here to verse 15. Put 15 back up there. I want, and then I'm done. See, it ain't about how long I stand up here. It's about what I give. And that's the same thing you do with anybody. You can give all day long and don't give nothing. Or you can give what God tells you to give at that appointed time. And God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. Look at this. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances. Now, this is what is going on. The law of commandments contained in ordinances has nothing to do with God's true law. Okay? Israel had 600 and some odd handwritten ordinances that they had put in place. You couldn't even breathe good on the Sabbath or they would get you. And Jesus said, look, which one of you had an ox fell in a hole or a well on the Sabbath day and you wouldn't go in and get it? See, Jesus, Jesus come on, man, you common sense. Certain things you're going to have to do even on the Sabbath. Now, the Sabbath runs from 6 o'clock Friday to 6 o'clock on Saturday. That's the Jewish Sabbath. That's Sabbath day. That's how it runs. That's why Jesus had to go in the tomb by 3 o'clock. Because if they'd kept him out to the Sabbath, it would have been trouble because, see, the Bible says don't do no work on the Sabbath. And in order to do a resurrection, that means work had to be done by God. And God can't go against his own word. 
All right? So Jesus, he laid on that Friday. They laid him in the tomb about 3 o'clock. That's why they didn't do nothing but put the uh, uh, spices and stuff on him. They didn't even take him through the whole ritual of that stuff they be doing, you see. Because they weren't designed for it to do that. Because he's going to be resurrected. But while Jesus was in that tomb, after the Sabbath, after he rested, before he was resurrected, he did a sermon in the grave, hell. It's in the book. It's in the book of Peter. See, everybody had to get, hear the gospel to get saved. He preached. He went down. Those that got saved and those that lived that good life from the Old Testament. You see, he resurrected them and took them with him. He took the paradise below, took it, placed it up top. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, I believe, that the saints and Old Testament prophets showed themselves after the resurrection. Those that had died, they were resurrected and went into Jerusalem and showed themselves. That's the book. It don't make no difference whether you believe that I know what I'm talking about. But it's in the book. And I can prove it. Just like I can prove everything else that I preach up here. It can be proven all the way. So these ordinances, see, they were blotted out. There was no need for them. All them handwritten ordinances. The law that Jesus fulfilled was the law of God. And like Apostle said, it ain't been done away with. Because where there is no law, there is no transgression. See, sin wasn't discovered until the law came. Before the law came. And that's what the law was designed to do. It never was designed to save you. Because you couldn't do the law. But it was designed to show you as a taskmaster, according to the word of God, it was designed to show you that you needed a savior. Because them ten little commandments ain't so little. Because if you break one, you break them all, the Bible says. And we all break at least two of them a day. I break about five, maybe six. Yeah, well, how many do you break? Let me see them. Let me put that mirror up there and let me see them. You look at them teeth you grin. How many you break? Huh? Every day. Every day. Trapped in a place called Earth. Huh? Going through, but we're going to make it through. See, that's the thing. See, we ain't in the world without God and without hope. See, that, that ain't us. We're in the world, trapped in this devil, but we got hope because we got Jesus and we got God. And God is big enough to handle any trap that we get ourselves into. I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus Christ is a powerful entity. And there is none other like it. So I'm going to leave you with this. 
Keep faith, people. Hard times are here. Harder times are coming. But don't worry about it. Because the Lord says, if you seek ye, Matthew 6, 33, I believe it is. If you seek ye first, the kingdom of God, which is within, and his righteousness, he says, seek it. We don't always do it, but he says, seek it. It's a difference between doing and seeking. Seeking is meaning you're looking for it. And as long as you're looking for it, God can do something with you, regardless of what the situation is. It's when you stop seeking it that you, you lose hope. I don't care what I go through. I ain't going to lose hope. I ain't going to lose my faith, even when it don't feel like faith. Because I got sense enough to know that God is bigger than any problem that I got. And God said, if your heart don't condemn you, then you've got good standing with God. But he said, if your heart does condemn you, know this, that God is bigger than your heart. Amen. Amen. Then give God some praise up in this house.